0: "'excited your curiosity, as well as that of these good people. "'But you are too considerate to make inquiries. "'And yet you rescued me from a strange and perilous situation. "'You have benevolently restored me to life. "'The stranger has gradually improved in health, but is very silent.' "'and appears uneasy when anyone except myself enters his cabin. "'Yesterday the stranger said to me, "'You may easily perceive, Captain Walton, "'that I have suffered great and unparalleled misfortunes. "'I had determined at one time "'that the memory of these evils should die with me, "'but you have won me to alter my determination.' prepare to hear of occurrences which are usually deemed marvellous. Even now, his full-toned voice swells in my ears. His lustrous eyes dwell on me with all their melancholy sweetness. I see his thin hand raised in animation while the lineaments of his face are irradiated by the soul within— Strange and harrowing must be his story, frightful the storm which embraced the gallant vessel on its course and wrecked it thus. I am by birth a Genovese, and my family is one of the most distinguished of that republic. I, their eldest child, was born at Naples and remained for several years their only child. My mother's tender caresses and my father's smile of benevolent pleasure while regarding me are my first recollections. I was their plaything and their idol, and something better, their child, the innocent and helpless creature bestowed on them by heaven, whom to bring up to good and whose future lot it was in their hands to direct to happiness or misery, according as they fulfilled their duties towards me. When I was about five years old, they passed a week on the shores of the Lake of Como. Their benevolent disposition often made them enter the cottages of the poor. This to my mother was more than a duty. It was a necessity, a passion, for her to act in her turn the guardian angel to the afflicted. One day, when my father had gone by himself to Milan, my mother, accompanied by me, visited such an abode she found a peasant and his wife hard-working, bent down by care and labor, distributing a scanty meal to five hungry babes. Among these there was one which attracted my mother far above all the rest. She appeared of a different stock. Her hair was the brightest living gold, and despite the poverty of her clothing, seemed to set a crown of distinction on her head her blue eyes cloudless, and her lips and the moulding of her face so expressive of sensibility and sweetness that none could behold her without looking on her as of a distinct species, a being heaven-sent, and bearing a celestial stamp in all her features. The peasant woman, Perceiving that my mother fixed eyes of wonder and admiration on this lovely girl, eagerly communicated her history. She was not her child, but the daughter of a Milanese nobleman. Her mother was a German and had died on giving her birth. The infant had been placed with these good people to nurse. She continued with her foster parents and bloomed in their rude abode, "'fairer than a garden rose among dark-leaved brambles. "'When my father returned from Milan, "'he found, playing with me in the hall of our villa, "'a child fairer than pictured cherub, "'a creature who seemed to shed radiance from her looks "'and whose form and motions were lighter than the chamois of the hills. "'The apparition was soon explained. "'With his permission,' My mother prevailed on her rustic guardians to yield their charge to her. They consulted their village priest, and the result was that Elizabeth Lavenza became the inmate of my parents' house. Everyone loved Elizabeth, the passionate and almost reverential attachment with which all regarded her.